Sketaba, Len Carter Shakabaran Decopa, Reco Beleca Bosketa, Baran Decopa, Zeco Beleca Babosketa Baladados, Reco Beleca Bababosketa, Reco Belica Baran Deco Baran de Cabelecapa, Jebelica Baran Deco Baran de Capa, Reco Beleca Babosketa, Jebeledata. Randeko barande kopa, zeko barande kabarande kepe, jebeli kabarande kopa, zeko bele kapas ketetete. Olu mose, mose ba oku soro kumba, oanu elija, elija ba ino soro ino ba. Oanu Maria, Maria Piolu Malaya. Oanu Mio, Oapa Misoro. Oanu Mio, Oapa Misoro. Oanu Mio, Oapa Misoro.
I want you to pray, Lord, what I will hear tonight will not just be like every other day. I will not just come and hear and say, we have come again to support man of God. Let us just come so that I will not say we are not, we are not here. Lord, what I will hear this night, I will not just be hearers, but also do of the word. That everything I will hear tonight, I will put them to work. I will put them to use and they will produce results in my life. Lord, my heart is open to receive. The Bible says, so fall on a good ground. My heart is open to receive. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless your name. For in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word that is coming. Thank you because you are about to bless us. We thank you because your word will change us. We thank you because your word will make us a better person. Father, we say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. For Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Good evening, everybody. All right, this night, I'm taking a very short charge called Finding the Fire of Personal Revival or personal devotion, whichever way you want to put it, finding the fire of personal revival. You see, there's, there's so much that is dependent on our spiritual life. And I received the grace this night not to talk very fast. So you bear with me as I'm learning to talk slowly. So, there is so much 
that depends on our spiritual life. There is so much, you know, I usually counsel some of my female um, friends, those who are closer to me, those who are single, or those who are trusting to get married. As, when you're trusting to get married to a person, in my opinion, I believe that the man should be more spiritual, should be somebody that, that is way ahead of you spiritually. And again, if the person seems not to be way ahead of you spiritually, must be somebody that is open to learning, somebody that wants to learn. Because I found out from my little research and observation that when two people are in a relationship, probably they're married people, and maybe the lady is ahead of the man, and the man seems to be open to spiritual things. He wants to learn, wants to grow. Most of the times, the growth of the man seems to, as in, um, 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 will I say, overshadow the lady's mood. If their heart is open to learn, they learn very fast. And the reason why I usually say something like this, for instance, in Nigeria, we have the presidents, we have the vice presidents, we have the governors, we have other people, the legislators, all of those people. But there are certain things that when you want to sign in this nation, there are certain decrees and certain signature that if you want to, certain things that you want to put signature on, if the president's signature is not on it, it will not work. It's not even the vice president, not even the senator, not even the secretary to the federation or whatsoever, must be the president. Now, imagine, so there are certain decisions that it is, it is just the president's signature that must be on it, or it must be the president who must take that particular decision. Are you getting it? Now, switching to the family, there are certain decisions that the husband, which is the head of the family, may, may largely be the one to inspire or to take the decision. Then imagine that such person is not rooted in Christ or somebody who is one leg in Christ, one leg in the other side. So imagine many decisions he will take that are not spirit or that are not spirit inspired. They are not in decision that that is not out of the place and the hearing of the voice of God. So there, there's no, there's no way where there will be no issues. Especially when the lady seems to be a very um, um, sound spiritual person or that. So imagine the kind of husband where he's not a spiritual person and the wife seems to be a spiritual person. He will take so many kind of decisions and thereby putting the family, the children and the wife in certain kind of situation up to almost all the time. So when I advocate for people, I usually do advocate that somebody who is very spiritual ahead of you, or somebody even if you're ahead of the person, somebody who is open to learning and growing. Because your spiritual work, your personal growth, your devotion, it will so many decisions that you will take in your life. Your, your spiritual growth, the decision you will take, they'll be standing or they'll be resting of the how deep your work with God is. For instance, maybe you've been trusting God for a job, you know, then you got an offer. You know, you got an offer, and the offer is, is a very juicy offer. But the kind of place where you got that offer, you know that if you walk there, you compromise your value as a Christian. Now, watch. If that kind of person comes to meet me as a pastor and say, Pastor, are you know, I've been looking for a job, all this while. You have been praying for me now. Now I got this job, it's like 300,000 or 450. Though we have to do this one, we have to do that one. You want to put me in a, in a tight corner in a way where I, if I say don't do the job, tomorrow you go out and say, I got a good job. It's my pastor that says I should not do it. But when you have the personal work with God, when your work is solid with God, 
You don't need to come and tell me that should I take the job. Even if you are going to tell me, you are going to tell me because you don't want to take the job because it contradicts your Christian work or your Christian value, the things that you believe. I remember some time ago, I think early this year, I put out a post on my WhatsApp and I'm saying that people should talk about, you know, um, I, I put, I've forgotten the particular thing. And somebody here, I don't know if he's online, he got to me and he said that there was an exam that he wrote was it for a job. Then he said he cheated in the exam and he got the job. And the pay of the job was around one million naira. Jigger, that was offer. But when they when they give him the offer, he had to go back and tell them and say, see, um, since I did what I did, my heart has been freaking me and God has spoken to me. So I'm here now. I don't think I want this job. I cheated in the exam. Even though I if you give me the job, I will do it. But I cheated in the exam. So if you will give me, if uh, I don't think I qualify for this, except you still want to give me. And he lost the job. It takes a that is a, a millionaire job in this country. It takes a level and a depth of work with God for you to come to that point in this country. Then I think the same person reached out to me, is it today or yesterday? And said he got a job of around, I think, close to 500000 So because we spoke a few days earlier and I was telling him about, I was praying for him, how God was going to give him another job. Now he, got, he said he got a job close to about 500000 but he's not taking it. Even me, he said, that I'm his pastor, I'm like, I can't, I said, why are you not taking the job? He said, he had prayed about it and he's not having a conviction. He's not thinking that God wants him to work in that place. Even me as a pastor, I had to look back and say, hmm, do you get? So imagine that kind of person. If the level and the depth of your work is not solid with God, the money that you want to receive will overshadow the, the voice of God in your life. Why? Because your work with God is not solid. Because your personal uh, devotion, your personal work with God is, is, not, is not standing on a solid foundation. You are not doing enough work. Is the reason why most of the times we leave major decisions of our lives to pastors to take. Even though we know that those things are not right, they are not correct. You just want to come and put the pastor in, in a tight corner, like many people like to do to me. Ah, this brother smokes, or this brother does this, but I don't know uh, if I can go ahead. Meanwhile, you so there are certain decisions that even if you are going to discuss with your pastor, you are discussing from the platform of that. You are not taking the decision because of your value, your work with God. So you are not coming to put it before the pastor. So you can put him in a tight corner and say, choose for me. This guy, um, he's doing Yahoo Yahoo, but he's a believer. This this lady, uh, she does this song, but she's a, she's a believer. So you are not trying to put him in that corner because yourself, you have this. With every believer, have a solid devotion, a good work with God. There are so many decisions that will be able to take by the Spirit of God. In fact, it will reduce the work of pastors. Because the Bible was speaking, he said, he said, I've given you pastors according to my heart, Jeremiah 3.15. He said, to feed you with knowledge and understanding. See, the work of a pastor most of the times is to guide you, not just to be making choices for you. It's to guide you. Just like the Bible said, I've put before you life and death. But I, but I will counsel you to choose life. But it was not forcing you to do it. I will counsel you. So in that same regard, is that pastor's work should be. Where you can spread all of the options and we can guide you from the principle of God's word. That look at based on what God's word says. And you too, that you have been under God's word for some time. 
you can come to your pastor and say, see, I know that I need this job now. I know that I need these resources now. But the place this thing is coming from contradicts the things that it taught us. And based on what scripture says, I know that I need the job. I'll not be taking the job now. So do you get me? So our when I say decision that we make in our life, our our work with God, we determine so much in our lives. We determine the kind and the way that we make decisions. In the book of Acts chapter three, I want to show I want to show something. So how do you find the fire of personal devotion? Number one, structure your spiritual activities. Structure your spiritual activities. See, let me tell you, everything without structure. We not we not stay long. Now, have you been to a dear man of God, a father of of, uh, of faith in this nation, said that when they were about to start their university, he said he went about and studied universities that have been around for years, hundred years, I think three hundred years, or I think a thousand, I don't know. He said he studied there before he started, and he found out that they are structures. Then he came out and said their university is going to be Harvard of the new generation. Because he said he studied the structure and he studied it and inculcated that, that kind of structure in the school. That's why you see certain businesses in the Western world. The, the founder of the business died since 1980. But you don't even know that the founder died. Why? Because they created a continuity structure that even though the founder died, there's a structure that is in place for people to take over. And there's a, there, there's a requirement put in place. Are you getting it? Now, there are, there are so many good businesses in Nigeria that the way they are running it, they will not stay for long. Um, Abraham and Sons, this and that. And there is no structure, no continuity. Anytime the boss is not around, the job will not move well. See, the same thing, it is the same approach that you must put to your spiritual activities, your spiritual life. You must spiritual growth or a, a, a wonderful devotion, a devotional life thrives on structure. In the book of, I think, Acts chapter 3, I want to show you something. I think I'm not talking fast this night. I believe so. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the night hour. If you check something there, there was a structure. He said they went at the hour of prayer, meaning that as much as they were apostles, as much as they were the one that were with Christ, they still had a particular kind that was that was um, um, let's say separated or kept aside for prayer. One of the ways to see that your if you leave your spiritual life to chances, I will pray this and that. If you don't create a schedule for it, you will not go far. You not do you not go far. So in having a very serious. A, a wonderful rich devotion one of the things that you must start with is creating a structure for your spiritual life there are some of you you read bible anytime and um, maybe you are ah i've not read my bible today you open to psalm 5 the one that is very short or the shortest um, chapter in the bible chapter um, psalm 17 that's only two verses you read another time ah, i will lie tomorrow now ah, esther esther chapter 10 the source you can't for 10 no no structure on bible study and when you wake up in the morning anywhere you open the bible to if you go to revelation you read you do to go to go back to read your bible should i read matthew no structure to it no structure to your prayer life ah 
you just walk around from morning to evening with you know ah it's almost level that you shabalaba shabalaba that's where i pray today you are just doing it so it will be as if you're not doing it if you don't set structure because structure will make you to be disciplined there are times when you can be watching a movie and it's your time to go and pray when you put structure there you up the movie and go and pray a spiritual life or that is not set on structure will not try for long so when you see people say ah i don't know what happened to my prayer life i don't want this steady they have structure for it now i'm not saying that the spirit of god cannot come into your structure once in a while to make you or to ask you to do something else probably maybe you like to study the entire bible every six months digest there are maybe um tomorrow you're supposed to be reading the book of uh, maybe um the book of songs of solomon and you just woke up and the spirit of god said no read songs of solomon go to first Corinthians. there's something i want to show you yes there are times when the spirit of god can come and change your pattern your structure for a particular time but it will not always interrupt your structure every day you not always do what the spirit of god will not always interrupt your structure every day see we're in a world that social media is so appealing the media is so appealing they are just everywhere you don't want to miss anything they are so much just so if you don't set structure to your spiritual life you will not know ah i will pray when i'm free you will never be free I will pray when I feel like to. I don't feel like to pray today. You will never feel like to, to pray. You will go months and not feel like to pray. Almost every day, I don't feel like to pray by pray. In fact, I find out that the days I don't feel like to pray, I force myself to pray. They are the days I even pray longer. I will study the Bible every day. How many chapters do you intend to study? Don't just, when you open the Bible, look for the shortest one. How many chapters? You must set a structure. Even if it's two chapters per day, start from there. Even if it's a chapter per day, start from there. Oh, how long do I intend to pray every day? I know it's not by time, but at least start from somewhere. Okay, 30 minutes every day, two chapters every day. When, see, structure creates that platform for longevity. Structure creates a platform for longevity. Let me explain. When I say structure create platform for longevity, mean that if you're a person who cannot pray more than 10 minutes, now write it down. I'll pray every day for 10 minutes. I will study one chapter of the Bible every day. If you do it consistently, consistency open the door for longevity. As you begin to do it consistently, you will find yourself praying one day, praying more than the 10 minutes. I saw this testimony on Twitter that says that. You know, their pastor counseled them, even if it's 30 minutes, she, she said when she starts, she used to pray for five minutes, that she cannot pray more than that. Then 10 minutes. She said, but now she can go stretch three hours. She can go stretch five hours. That's how she started it. Start just gradually. If you don't set structure for your spiritual growth. See, we are in a world. And how do I say it? Challenges. My pastor always said that challenges come without thanking Challenges don't come with anything. Challenges of life, they don't do what they don't come with anything. So the death and your the death of your spiritual devotion, in fact, will determine the way you respond when challenges come. The things that people say when they face challenge, there are any challenges or anything, is an indication of the how healthy or how rich their devotion life is. It's an indication if their personal life is on fire or not. 
When let them begin to say certain things, you can trace it to their work with God. Because, see, when you don't create this structure for it, imagine that you don't have much to do now, and you don't even create structure. And you're asking God, God, give me this, give me that. Some people, certain things are not working, not because it's Satan holding them. It's God's mercy and way of preserving them. Because if they have access to these things, the things they will do. Because look at them, the little that they are, they cannot even create structure. When to pray, when to fast. There are people who never fast and say they declare fasting. Even this fasting that we declare now in prayer, I know not everybody may be able to do that 100 day fast, all of that. You know, but see, not everybody may be able to do that. I understand. But since this fast, some of you, you did not do seven days on the stretch. No. You ate by four o'clock in the morning. He said the fasting is six to twelve. Then again, you took water by 11 30. By 12, you got four Indonesian egg. You are eating it. We not grow. It is not every time where you see there are certain challenges that will confront you in life. Hmm? Let me tell you, it is not the conviction of your pastor that will help you. In fact, not just challenges, there are certain decisions that you have to make in life. Then see, those decisions will be standing on the strength of the kind of devotion, how rich your devotion is, how rich your work with God is. You don't have time when you fast. You, if they say point out to personal time that you create time that you fast, you don't have anyone. Only when they say that you fast in church, and that when they say that you fast in church, you carry, you nearly carry the clock and be walking up and down because you are waiting for six to reach so that so that you can eat. See, if you don't put structure to your spiritual life, it's a matter of time. May not be your testimony how you used to be on fire before. I've told you, it's not a testimony. But the person who brought me to the church where I became serious with Christ, if I tell you what the person is doing now, you will be shocked. You will be what? You will be shocked. Some of the people who cancel me, I remember people say, ah, you don't used to go to church. If I tell you where they are now, some people that will serve God together, we are fine are going for evangelism. If you, if you are on my WhatsApp, I made a start, um, I, I, I made a thread some time ago when I spoke about how we created. See, we were serving in a church. I want to tell you how, how, how that service has sank into our blood. I don't know the English to use. And we saw that the church is not growing. Nobody counseled us. We came together and we created an evangelistic group. So we go out every Monday and every Wednesday. Nobody was paying us. Pastor was not telling us thank you. We're just doing it because we love the Lord. Right? There are people who are among those things. If I tell you what some of them are doing, I will see some people and I said, is it not this brother that served the Lord together with us? Waiting there or call. If you don't put structure, see, some people, it is the blessing that they thought God gave to them that took them out from the work, from their work with God. They got a job of 300k and you know these things, and full of excuses. Full of excuses. When you don't have structure, that's when the blessings of God cannot become a cause. The bless, the, what, what is God's blessing will not be, we may not be the reason why you don't love God anymore. May not be the reason why you are not serious with the things of God. When you don't put a structure to your spiritual life, to your to spiritual activities, when do I pray? How long do I pray? When do I study? How long do I study? You said breakfast, I mean Bible before breakfast. But you eat, you eat yesterday's rice. Once you wake up, you want me to eat it. 
and carry carry his kids and be taken. But you read your Bible, you if you don't put structure to your spiritual life, it's a matter of time. Everything tries for structure. It's a matter of time. If you don't put it, just watch. Now you see our chances, you can patch it. By the time when responsibilities began to show up, this is it. This is the foundation of the reason why people say, I don't know why I lost my prayer life. I don't know why I lost my study life. It's because most of the times there were no structure to it. You are not structure to it. You can change your structure as your work as your work permits. For instance, there are some of you who do your morning sheets, your day, your night sheets. There are times when your night sheets you can shift your structure to the one that favors you. More, but you must have the structure. You must have the structure. There's a time that somebody should be able to check on you, and they will say that ah, this time this person will be praying. I will not tell you, but there's a time in a particular morning period that you will not see me online. Maybe for about four hours or more. You, you may just, because I used to put a lot on my stand, so you just assume that I'm online. But I'm not. I'm not. So do you get, you must create that, that thing for yourself. It's the reason why many people struggle with prayers. It's the reason why many people struggle with so many things. Some of you create structure for watching movies, but you cannot create structure for doing work. You create structure for spending time with your partners, but you cannot create structure for your for the things that edifies you, for the things that make you grow, for your, your personal devotional life with God. No. Second, find how to find the fire of um, personal revival or personal devotion, whichever we want to call it. Number two, you must practice the concept of compressed devotion. Write it down. Practice the concept of compressed devotion. Do what? Practice the con- the concept of compressed devotion. Now, for some of you, you are working very hard. Generally, most of you work in Lagos. You go out in the morning. Probably it's only one chapter you will be able to do. Or pray for 20 minutes, and then you come back very late again. Pray on that 20 minutes. At least you have structure. But you know one thing? See, if I'm, I'm supposed to take 20 steps to somewhere, hmm? two people are supposed to take 20 steps, and one person takes one step a day, hmm? It will take the, the person 20 days to get to that place. But if one person takes five steps per day, it will take you what four steps to get to that place. As much as consistency and structure is important, sometimes you must practice the concept of compressed devotion. What do I mean? There are times when, because of the kind of job that some of you engage in, you go early in the morning, you come back in the evening, and then you know you don't have much time to pray. The days of your off days, you must learn to take advantage of it. Your off days is not when you go and be watching and move up and down and roll up and down and just move around. You are not evil spirit. Do you get it? I'll give an example. In case you say, ah, you don't know how it is like. So, let me tell you. When I was working, I was working for 12 hours every day. And there are times when I will stand in guard for a friend. That means I'll have to work for 24 hours. So, it got to a point, and sometimes we do night shifts, sometimes we do morning shifts. It's an advanced security work. It's just, we are just wearing suits. It's a security work that is advanced. You get it. So, we work 12 hours a day. And I found that most of the times, you know, when I study, when I'm going to work in the morning, 
when I'm in the bus, I'll stay one side and open the app on my on my phone. I'll be busy sometimes two chapters, three chapters, sometimes five chapters. You know, maybe when I'm when I'm less busy at work, maybe I'm working in a place that is not so busy. I can then again check my Bible and just then I pray most of the times in the evening. Even though sometimes I'm praying, I'm fighting sleep, I'm praying, but there was that structure there. So do you know what I do? Every time, now we used to have off four times every month. So after you, you work for, in every two weeks, you have two, two days off. So after that two days off, instead of me to be roaming about, sometimes I would take one of the off and study 40 chapters of scriptures. It's not like I'm covering up. It takes hours. I would study 40 chapters. Sometimes I'll, I'll use one of the days to, to do compressed devotion. I'll use the other day, maybe to visit friends, you know, check on people. I'll still pray, but the first day or the second day, I'll do a compressed devotion with it. Then sometimes, maybe I, I'm, I'm lacking in prayer. There are times I'll pray in tongues for 12 hours. I stand before God and lie not. There's a chair in one of the rooms that I stayed before I came here. One of the rooms, I'll wake up very early in the morning. I'm not going to work. I'll sleep early, so I'll wake up early. I'll wake up by to seven, or I'll sit on the chair by seven. And pray in tongues till seven in the evening. Pray in tongues. I only step out, you know, and there's a toilet near my room. I'll just step out, use myself. I have to come back to the chair. While I'm using myself, I'm praying in tongues. I come back there till seven in the evening. I do this not just once, not just. There are times when God even gives me those kind of instructions. Take a compressed emotion. For six days, I'm praying in tongues for 12 hours stretch. Every day, I wake up in the morning, I pray the next. So practice. Y'all may not be 12 hours. Y'all may not be uh, 40 chapters. Maybe you pray 30 minutes every day. Once in a while. Maybe twice in a month. No. This Saturday, I'll be free. I will shut down and pray in tongues for two hours. This Saturday, I'll be free. No. I will shut down and study the entire book of Matthew. This coming Sunday, I think I'll be free a bit. I will shut down and study the entire book of I will, I, you know, the book of um, Psalm is 150. I will take 50 chapters now. I will take 10 chapters. Maybe it's only, maybe two chapters per day before. But compressed devotion, you just come. I will study for 20 chapters. I will study 10. I will study 15 chapters. Practice the art of compressed devotion. What do I say? Compressed devotion is one of the ways, should I say, an easy way to grow or something. Practice the concept of compressed devotion. Where you do what? compressed devotion. Not just all this, uh, I just pray to say, ah, it is done in Jesus' name. Even if my Indomie is a boy, you know, go don't talk like that. Even if my Indomie is a boy, you know, go don't done by that time. Okay. Did you get it? See, one of the things I'm trusting God for, and I will still do that. Is my personal maybe days where I want to pray for a very long time. I'll just get one of these very good hotels and just pray for like two days. I'll not be with my phone, just eat and sleep, pray, maybe part of fasting, just pray, study, and sleep, pray. You must learn the concept of compressed devotion. It will not be every day. Even if it's once in a month. 
Play the stones. Let the concept of complete devotion. In the place of devotion, when they went to visit, and uh, they went when when um, yeah, when they went to the place when they buried Jesus, Christ, the disciples had left, but the woman was still there. It was because she stayed longer. That was why she saw Jesus. It was because what she stayed longer. There are times when you have to stay longer in the in, in the place of what devotion. You have to stay longer than normal time. Where you have to do is stay longer. Compressed devotion. Practice the concept of what? Compressed devotion. Number three. See, consistently set time mark for yourself. Consistently do what? Set. See, when you think you are you are getting to the bashiki again. In fact, I found out that most of the times I never eat my targets. Do you know why? Because if I feel like I want to eat the target, I'll set it high again. It's something that I intentionally do. If I see that I want to eat my target, I set it high again. Set your target very high. Consistently set high targets. I'll bring dogs for 10 hours. Even if you do 2 hours, don't worry, again, you do it. Even if you do set high target for yourself. Don't be the kind of believer who, you know, um, you're always liking soft things. Now, soft things are, ah, now by prayer, now by this one, ah, now by pray for 12 hours. What's the person day? What's the talk with God? What's the person day? Pray with God, what they hear. Your problem is that you think that praying is only receiving, getting material things from God. Jude 1 20 told us, he said, building up yourself with your most holy thing. He said, praying in your books. Is a way of edification. You are building up yourself. Are you getting it? So you must do what? Consistently set time mark for yourself. Don't be the kind of believer who, when it's a relationship seminar, you'll be there. You'll be in the front and you'll be the one that'll be asking questions. Is kissing a scene? Asking all kinds of questions. But when it's time, when they say we are traveling, we are praying for three hours, we'll not see you. See, I've said it over and over. You can be around spiritual things and yet not partake of it. Ask yourself. There were certain people who work with people like Archbishop Benson in the houses. Maybe some of their house help, their cook, people like Cosma Balola, those great people. What happened to them? Some of them did not contact any fire. It was people who came from outside and took of it. Do you know that Elisha was not the first son of Elijah? The Bible, there were sons of prophets before Elijah came. Before Elijah came into the play, I mean. In fact, Elijah followed Elijah, followed. The Bible said the sons of the prophet, they were at the other side. They knew that God was going to take Elijah. They even told, they told Elijah, they said, do you know God will take your pastor? He said, I know, but I will still follow you. There's something that proximity can do to you if you're not careful. You can be so close to spiritual things. I remember that when Apostle usually, you, by then, when he used to say this, yeah, I'm not even going to this level then. He used to say that there were times when he used to have time to do Bible study with them in Koinonia and Kaduna, that they would just come and just be doing stuff. But he used to counsel and encourage them. It will not always be like this because I've seen where God is taking us to. Take advantage of this season. the things you need to ask. Sink yourself into the prayer, the things, and all of it. 
I'm sure many people took the counsel and some people did not take it. There's something that proximity can do to you if you're not careful. Your father can be a very anointed man of God, and yet you will not take from that grace. Your father can be a man who prays so much, but you never take from that grace. It's one thing I thank God I took from my mother. I was about to lose it. In my life, I said it over and over, except people I watch on TV. Only few people have known us in my life who prays like my mother, who pray more than my mother. I, I can say it anyway. Only few people I know who pray and fast. This is somebody who can do seven days dry, no water, no food, and yet be cooking for people. I nearly missed it by not. And one day I went to work. It was, I didn't have any money then. I was teaching nothing. I just took a little seed and I told her, I said, I know you are my mother, but there's something on you. And I know that what I'm doing is what you're supposed to do. But there's something on you that I need to, I need this thing. She smiled and looked at me. She took and prayed for me. So sometimes proximity can make you. When you are close, close to something, you don't know how to receive from it. Elijah, Elisha was not the first spiritual son of um, Elijah. They were sons of the prophets. They were, they even told Elisha, they said, you know God will take your father. He said, yes, he was following. They got to Bethlehem. They got to all of that. Elisha kept following. Elisha kept doing what? Elisha kept following. The Bible said, when the mountain now rest upon Elisha, even the sons of the prophet, they were aware. But the Bible did not give us much explanation for us to see their reaction because they were in the school of prophet before Elisha. How will you feel knowing that you went to an exam, you went to, to study for certain things and somebody who was not in the class, she was holding the answer. You, you, you go to, maybe you go for an audition and for you to now come out and see somebody who was not in the audition but yet it was the one that is already qualified to go for the next round. That was what happened in the case of Elisha and the other sons of the prophet. Even though he was not in the school with them as Elijah, but when he came, there's something that hunger can do. So, consistently was set time mark for yourself. Number four, how to find the fire of personal revival or devotion, anyhow you want to call it. Number four, follow and listen to people who challenge you spiritually. See, there are two kinds of people those who wants to those who, who always talk to you about things to develop yourself maybe mentally and um, the, the job that you do people always recommend book for you they recommend them um, interview i mean um, materials to study they recommend opportunities and those who always keep your spiritual who always challenge you your spiritual work let me show you something let's see the book of hebrew chapter 10 verse 24 before I share the story that I want to share with you. I hope I'm not talking fast today. I don't try. 24 to 25. So, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. He said, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Those who, see, follow those people who challenge you. It follow and listen to people who challenge you to do things. I remember when I gave my when do you think I gave I, I gave my life to Christ? I mean, very if I just when I give my you'll be shocked. 
when we leave, um, I went to Bible study. I went to um, um, what do you call it? I I left those things with. I begin to take God seriously in 2019. So some of you, you might have even given your life to Christ when you're five years old. I I began to be serious with God in 2018. In the Bible school, when they when they imparted us, I remember Pastor David Ibunyen. It was one who imparted us. You know. It was an impartation. The people were falling under power. Things were happening there. You know, he will sit down and ask somebody to come and sit. The person will not be able to sit. He will stand and ask somebody to. He was just doing. I was. He did so many things. But when we are leaving, he had prayed for us and said so many things. You know, he can't. But he said two things. Those two things, I held them with my left hand, so I will not eat with them. He said, "You have received impartation, and you have received so many things, and you have been taught." But there are two decisions that you will take that will make you either if you don't take the decision, either you go back to where you came from spiritually, or if you take them, you will go very far with God. He said, one, the books that you read, two, the people that you listen to. I will never forget that thing. He said, two things, the books that you read and the people that you listen to. If you see me, I'm so I, I'm so careful about the things I listen to. So when people send me so many links, I'm sorry, most of the times I don't listen to them. He said the things you listen to, the people you listen to, and the books that you read. These two things will change you for life. I took that counsel like my life depends on it. So the people you follow, the, the people that you listen to, you must follow and listen to people who challenge you spiritually. My spiritual father, you know, the first time he was a young, you know, a young pastor. You know, when God asked me to submit to him, I was ah, this I was I was like ah. So one day, and one of the very funny thing about him is that the first time we met, he was eating, and you know, we, we, he was coming to my church then. So every time we are fasting, sometimes when we are fasting, I will see we will just be eating bread. I say ah, this one of God not serious me. I'm going to So you know, we got talking. Then I don't really know him much. We got talking. God talking, then one day he took me to his house. He took me to the house. Then we were fucking. Then he, he held my hand and, and took me to one room. He showed me, he opened the door. The room was dark. There was a small chair. There was a bed. You know, there was a study. There were books. And he said to me, said, This is the room I fasted for one year. I opened my I was looking at it. He said, He said what? This is the room I fasted for one year. He, said, he went further and said, For almost one year, I was studying like two, two chapters every day. Because they just started every time we are talking. I found out that he could quote a lot of scriptures. See now, he could quote. In fact, I I used to tease I I tease him, like um, um I call him Bishop Oyedepo. He quote a lot of scriptures. He could quote a lot of scriptures. You are talking to him now. He will quote one scriptures verbally, verbally. I was so thrilled. And one thing about me is that I one of the ways I learn is by observation. I don't have to come and say, ah, show me, show me. I just observe. I just observe. I just observe. As I observe, I see the things he was doing. I told him I want to go. I went, the first retreat I went for in my life was in his house, where I switched off my phone for three days. Since then, the people I follow are people who, they make me just the things of God. So when people, because see, if you are the only one that is inspiring everybody, it won't be long. You too, when nobody's inspiring, there are days when you don't feel like you relax. 
Because you say, after all, amongst your friends, or among your listeners, you are the most spiritual person. But when you have people you look up to, people will challenge you every time you just see the words. See, the first time I heard that statement, that if you have not prayed for 10 hours, you joke with your life. See, I'm not trying to say that whether the statement is correct, theologically or it's not correct. But when I heard that statement, for me, it was not for me to fight the person. For me, the statement was challenging to me. That, ah, you are saying that you're a man of, you are this and that, you are, you are. So, it was not about whether it was correct first or it was wrong first. When I, when I see the, when, when I take it as a challenge, if I want to correct that thing, I will correct it from the standpoint of the father. Ah, this person is not entirely wrong, but it may not also be entirely right. Do you get so I didn't see it from the point of oh this person it, no I took it as a challenge first before coming back to now say okay let's correct it your doctrinally speaking all of those stuff so there are things you must follow people that challenges you people that challenges you listen to people that challenges you do you get there are people. The reason why, you know, before I used to talk about um, some of my spiritual this and that, you know, but I found out that it was some people don't, they cannot differentiate something that provokes you onto good work and when you want to make competition out of it. Some people think it's about competition. You know, then I used to talk about how many books I, you know, I read per, per year. I used to put it up. But I see that people begin to make it look like competition. So I stopped talking about it. You know, we talk about how long we pray, all those stuff. Because we thought it was a way to motivate and challenge other people so that they could they can also do better. But we see that people take it as a point of competition. So I start talking about those things. Do you get? And this is one of the reasons why we hold those kind of long prayers here. Because I know that some of you will never on your own say you want to pray for five hours. If they want me, except if you want to watch movie, you can watch 20 episodes, 20, 21 per day. But if you still pray. We can, you will not. So sometimes when you see us all prayers every day, is a way. There are people who don't pray, I know. So when we pray every way, is a way for us to say, at least if you cannot pray alone, you pray with us. When we do long prayers, when if you cannot do it, at least when all of us is praying, you can do it. Follow and listen to people who challenge you. So many decisions that you take in your life will depend on your words, on your the quality and the depth of your spiritual work with God. The what? The quality and the depth of your spiritual work with God. Follow those who challenges you. Listen to those who challenges you. I told somebody one time that, you know, um, God told me that we are going to partner, we are going to um, 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 pattern this ministry after a particular ministry. Then I said that the founder of that ministry Everything he has taught for the past three years, I listen to everything. The ministry God has us to partner to um, uh, pattern penny after. The founder of the ministry, I've listened to everything he has taught in three years. Do you know why? See, some things, not because I don't know what you want to say with all due respect, but the Bible said when he spoke to me, he said the spirit enters into me. He said, and he set me upon my feet. So, in carrying certain graces or receiving from certain men, you have to listen to them. He said, when he spoke to me, he said, the spirit enters into me and he set me upon my feet. Even if they cough, I will get it and listen to it first. Uh, maybe I may say, ah, you know, maybe uh, he, he would have said like, no, I listen to it. 
I, I, I study scripture so I may know the place to want to filter or this and that, but I, I make sure you must listen and follow those who challenge you. Every time you hear them speak, you are challenged. When they tell you the things that they do, you want to do more. This is the, you want, you are challenged part time. No, not somebody in your group. You are the most spiritual person. There's nobody you're drawing inspiration from. You are the yoga of the yoga. It will not take time. He said, follow them with full faith and patience. <laughs> why do we find, why, why find the fire of personal revival? Why find the fire of personal revival? Also random. Why find the fire of personal revival? Number one, it is where clarity and direction is received. It is what? Where clarity and direction is received. The book of Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3. He said, call upon me. He said, I will answer you. He said, I will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. All this, I don't know if he's the one or he's not the one. He's loving me. I don't know if he's the one. Go and pray. It won't be long. You will know if he's the one. Go and pray. I don't know if I should do whatever, I should not go here. Go and pray. There are certain things that we don't know. It's an indication of, there are certain decisions that we don't know what to do. It's a quality of how much our spiritual life is. And to some of you who are leaders in your sphere, or who God will be making leaders in your sphere, you must understand that your devotional life must be on fire. Somebody asked me a question on the anonymous. He said, do I feel like to pray or not feel like to pray? I said, I don't feel like to pray most times, so I have to pray. In fact, let me just give you one of the codes I use sometimes. If I want to pray for three hours sometimes, I set three alarms. One hour, two hours, three hours. So I know I'm firing the prayer but the alarms are sounding. So it can help you sometimes. Do you get it? I told you, but I said, it's not every time that I feel like to pray. Most times I don't feel like to pray, but I pray. See, I know that we are just starting, we are still little, but few people look, and how do I say, they look up to my inspiration. I cannot, there are people sometimes with all due respect, they put their life in my hand and they want me to make decisions for them. See, I'm not endorsing those kind of living because you have to grow and be able to take decisions. But sometimes you could just decide that these people are just baby believers. And they just need to take this decision. So I would have been so careless with my spiritual life that I would not be able to help God's people to make decisions. So I pray so because it's a way of fellowshipping with the Father. But when I also remember the responsibility of my head, I pray. I pray. When I also remember the responsibilities, you remember the meetings, you remember you, you have to travel on the road, you remember things, oh, I pray, I labor. Remember that some people will just meet you and, and begin to say, we have not got, I have like three set of people who used to disturb me then. I think one of them is here, she's here. And I think she'll be laughing. She used to disturb me about, I think they want to travel out and study. They disturb me, I pray, ah, I pray. Thanks be to God Almighty. And because I perceive it in my spirit that God wanted them to be out of the country, actually. And three of them are actually out of the country. So do you get it? Leadership. For some of you who take leadership position, there, there was also one of my... Uh, uh, she's not here. She was trusting God for a job. She disturbed me. Sometimes she will call me and she'll be the only one. She'll be speaking for 30 minutes. I will not talk. I pray. 
At the point I ask her, will you come down to Ibadan? Maybe when I lay hands on you, something will show up. A few days ago, she sent me a message. She said, I've gotten a job. I said, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There are people who, so as a leader, there are people who, your spiritual capacity, your growth in receiving clarity for your life is where they will find their own direction. It's in your clarity that certain people will find their clarity. See, Kenya may be starting small, but make no mistake. I know the things that God has said about this ministry. There are so many people, it's just a matter of time. They will find their clarity, their vision in this ministry. It may seem like, ah, we are just telegram pastors, just gather, you know, 12, 10 people every Wednesday. Maybe we just come support our pastor, make it be like Simu Loko. Make no mistake, I have seen it. Several times God has told me. Sometimes when God wants me to know that he's not joking with me, he goes further and tells me. When I was working, where I was working, one of the ways that people began to discern that I was a pastor was not, one was when I take devotion, morning devotion. Second was that God began to speak to people via dream. I, I went for off and I will come back and my colleague will look at me and say, you're a man of God. These are not people who are serious with God. I saw you in my vision last night. I saw they would describe and that's not the first time. God says things about you. In fact, God takes his Almost once in a month, once every month, somebody will reach out to me. I say, how did you? I saw a crowd. You were in the crusade ground. I could not know about the people. Almost once every month or, or, or once in two months, somebody's supposed to reach out to me with the message of this ministry. It's not to be. Sometimes my spiritual father said, I saw you. You were teaching. Things were happening. So I know he the place of devotion is where what? You receive clarity and direction for your life. When your spiritual work is so solid, when you have quality work with God, there are certain things that will not be confusion to you. Because it's the place of prayer, the Lord will speak to you. Hey, my son, it is time to leave that job and go to this job. Hey, my son, it is time. There are things that you will get in the place of devotion, not in the place of asking. You are just praying. You are just building and the Lord will say, a job offer is coming. It's a good offer, but don't take it. How would I have known? There are times that God will speak to you. He will not come and speak to you in an audible voice. He will speak to you in a way. If you are not built to know, how would you have known that God is the one speaking? There are so many people who have prayed in respect for certain things. God has spoken to them, but they cannot discern. Why? Because they don't have a rich and quality devotional life. They could not, they can't discern what God is speaking. The place of what devotion is the place where we receive clarity and what and direction. I want to give you random because M is going to read. Number two, it is where we are built spiritually. Jude chapter 1, verse 20. Is that building up yourself in your most holy faith? Is that praying in the Holy Ghost? So when you say you are praying for 12 hours, you are praying for seven hours, you are praying for eight hours. Some people think you are praying so that you want to collect something from God. What is that thing that God cannot give you that have to stay in the place of prayer for 12 hours? Their theology about prayer is bad. Are you getting it? Their theology about prayer is bad. Is where we are so when you say, I'm, I'm giving this example over and over and over. The Bible said that the Holy Ghost, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And they say, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, the power that you receive is like a gym. You have a gym equipment in your house. 
So if two of us have gym equipment, it does not mean that we automatically have six packs if we don't use it. The place of prayer is the place of using the power that you receive when you receive the use. So as you pray, you are dreaming with the power that you receive. You are dreaming. So now you are built with it. So you receive the, the Bible says you shall receive. He said, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, he said, you shall receive power. Truly, you receive the power. But the application of the power will find expression when you pray. The what? The, so when you receive the power, it's like receiving a gym equipment. When you pray, it's like exercising with that gym equipment that you have received. So do you get that I have power does not mean I have the gym and equipment in my hand does not mean I will automatically be built up. So when you receive Holy Ghost, the power that you receive is like the gym equipment. When you begin to pray, you are not applying the power to yourself. Do you get? So all these ah, I sleep, they come to bite me in this thing. You stand up and say, hey. you know what? I remember one time when I went to my mom's place to go and sleep, and I just discerned that that atmosphere could be. Those days, Bible school period, I just learned the Christian reality. I will wake up in the midnight. Midnight, though, no jet, nobody said. I said, every witch here hear me. That's how we say it. Every wizard here hear me. If they bore you, I will, I say, we scriptures praying. I just sense that the atmosphere. I said, if a witch here in this cup, I hear me as I'm praying, you have no place in this place. I ask you, I will just. So, when it is morning period, when I'm going out, if, when I open the, the small gate to our room and I'm going out, the landlord will open the gate and they try to check who's that there. Do you know what happened? As I begin to pray, it didn't take time. The landlord was a believer, so he began to pray. So he began to pray. So when I'm praying, I'll hear his voice. Sometimes when I'm not even praying, I'm hearing his voice. Do you get it? So it's a place that people's. Now, there are things that you are not able to receive from God now. Not because God is not speaking to you. You are, you are not old enough to hear them. Let me give you an example. If you speak to a six-month-old baby to go and bring something for you in the kitchen, you cannot hear it because it's a baby. But if you speak to a five-year-old boy to go and bring something, he will bring it for you because he can hear you. There are times God is speaking to you, but you seem like to be a baby. You want him to carry angel from heaven and come to your room and say, Hey, Messiah, this is me speaking to you. Hey. It will not always happen that way. Do you get So God, there are times when you're praying in respect to something, you're asking God for something. God has spoken already. But you are not built. When Paul came, he was speaking to them. He said, paraphrasing. He said, I'm supposed to be speaking to you as spiritual, but I'm speaking to you as carnal. Yes, baby. He said, you're supposed to be feeding on what? On, me, on meat, but you're still feeding on milk. Do you get? It's a place where we build ourselves. Number three, as we round up. See, the place of devotion, where you have quality and good, is where discernment is built. Is where what? Discernment is built. Is where you will know that that brother that seems to be speaking in tongues, hey, his tongue sounds like Lion of um, Judah, but his Lion of Abba is just using tongues to cover. The place of prayer is where you build adequate and solid discernment. Is where you know when to do things and when not to do things. Is where you know when to involve in a thing and not to involve in a thing. Is where, to, where you know where to go like this or where not to go like that. See, 
this envision Matthew 9 35 that was started. I didn't know how we are going to stand before because, in all honesty, I will, I will not lie to you. I don't know where the money was going to come from. I'm a kind of person. If you watch, I'm still skeptical about putting the account number on my Twitter and on my WhatsApp. I'll be honest with you. I'm not the kind of person who likes to go and press people for money and say, ah, we are doing this. I believe in God sends you to bring the money. So, most of the time, I limit putting it on just the Telegram and the WhatsApp. You know, then I asked the, people, the person um, handling the Twitter to put it out by themselves and they instant. And I think it's also recently I put it on the IG. Idiot. I'm skeptical about it. But one afternoon, I prayed. I did my pray in tongues. The more, see, I was praying in tongues. The only we only want, wanted to do Abuja before. The more I pray, as I pray, I hear Lagos. The more I pray, I hear you are Ibadan. I pray, I hear Ghosty. The more I pray, I was pressing, I was hearing. The Lord was enlarging my faith. As I pray, I was hearing. I was praying that that too. I see one kind. I just said, let me just pray in tongues for one hour. Let me relax. But as I was praying, I was hearing. I was praying the Lord was enlarging my faith. I was praying, say you can go. The, the states were not supposed to be up to that state that we are doing. But the more I pray, the more the Lord enlarges it. The more I pray, the more the Lord enlarges it. So there are times when certain decisions, the reason why you don't have clarity, you don't know where to do this and that, is because you have not spent more time in the place of prayer. The place of prayer is where clarity comes from. And some of you, I think I have to pray one prayer for you this night. There are certain help that you are getting. The help is not making your head to be correct. The help is not making you to be serious with your with God. I'm praying for you this night. The help that is causing you not to be serious with God, maybe the Lord has to cut it. So you have to be serious. And it's not a cause. So. See, my could have said, when you, when you want to kill a man that has a goal, kill him another goal. When you have one of that can give you 1,000, 4,000, 5,000. You have one free food, you are eating somewhere. You may not be able to see us with destiny. But when those things close up, ah, the Bible said that the prodigal son that left, do you know why he came back? Because things went off. If things were, if the things were good, see, there are certain doors that God needs to shut towards certain people so that they can be serious with their life. There are what? There are certain doors. I heard the story of a woman who married to a man and he married to a family where they were abalists and shrine people. When he got married, he was not serious with God though. But when he saw Juju, he began to pray. He prayed to everybody who was serving the Juju. I think all of them gave their life to Christ and some of them died. Some of them who received died. Until the last one who was serving the shrine came and said, man of God, forgive us. She was not serious as of when she married though. But when she got into the place, and saw it. <laughs> Let me pray this prayer. May you suffer the suffer that will make you turn to the Holy Ghost. The suffer that will make you see Jesus and say, I am come. See, there are certain people that you are just doing a willow, dancing, selenge, selenge with God. God is just following. Like, there are times when something will happen. You will cry and say, God, are you here? You say, I'm here. I'm here. I've been here since. I've been waiting for you to come. It's not God that make it happen. God will just, it's not God. That makes those kind of evil things happen. But we take the advantage of that evil thing and say, I'm here if you want to come, I'm still here. Some people setting down it will shock towards them, then they'll be serious. So as we round up this evening, say, Lord, I receive grace. The things that I've read this night, I will not just be years. I will not just I'll not just come here and just hear these things. Everything I've read this night, 
I'll put them to use. My spiritual life receive new fire. My study life receive fresh fire. My Bible study life receive fresh fire. Reko belika babos ketepash. Randeko belika barandeko belika pash. Leka barabebos ketebeleka papos. Reko beleka bababos sebeleka pos ketesh. Rebelika barandeko belika pash. Rande kebeleka bose kabaradada dosha beleka pa. Reko beleka bosu kubelika barande kopa. Rende kebelika barande kobesu kopose kepa. Rende belush kapara da 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 da. Rende da da dosha beleka da 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 da. Rende kobeleka da da dosha beleka ta. Reko beleka posi kubeleka pa. Rande kobelika barande kopa. Jebeleka barande kobelika barande kopa. Rende da da dosha beleka pa. Lord, fresh fire on my study life, fresh fire on my prayer life. Recobeli sukubarande koba, recobele dededo. Everything that seems to be like an open door, but is not open door. That Satan opened to shut my devotional life. Lord, such door, I close them now. Recobeli sukubaskete, I close them now. Recobeli kabarande kopa. Rekebeli, any door that seems to be an open door, but it's not open door. It is opened by Satan to distract me, Lord. I shot them. Rekebeli, sukubarande kopa. Rande kababo, sukubarande kopa. Jebele kabo, sukubeli kabarande kopa. Rekebele kababo, sukubeli kaba. Rande kabas. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless your name. Father, we say thank you. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. There's a word for somebody here. I think I know you, but I don't know why I'm not led to actually call your name. But the Lord will give you a job between now and one week. Go and write it down. It's not just any other job. The Lord will give you a job between now and one week. The Lord will give you a job between now and one week. And it's not just any other job. The Lord will give you a job. Lord, you have said it. Anybody, anything that has to claim for it to happen, Lord, by prophecy will decree. Let it play in the name of Jesus. Let it come together in the name of Jesus. Hey, whatever thing that needs to pay, relationship, people, Lord, we decree. For your word, let them answer and claim in the name of Jesus. Between now and this time, let's come back with a testimony in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because yeah, there's a little here. I don't know whether it's a love. You have a love in your breast. What I'm seeing is that you check it a few days ago. The Lord is saying that there will be supernatural surgery on that breast this night. You go to bed, wake up tomorrow morning, and you will find the love again. Supernatural surgery. I'm seeing you now, and I'm seeing that you were checking your breast some time ago, and you will sleep this night, wake up tomorrow morning, and you will find that love there again. In the name of Jesus, the angel of the Lord will come and do something there. You will find it again. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. Jesus, thank you. Lord, thank you. I don't know. I'm seeing somebody counting money. I don't know what it is. Maybe somebody is only. Or there's money you are trusting God for. I decree. Between now and 24 hours, that money comes now. In the name of Jesus. That money comes now. In the name of Jesus. That money comes now. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless your name. Father, we say thank you. For in Jesus' mighty name, 
we are praying. Amen. Thank you everyone for coming um, this evening. Um, thank you so much. I'll put I'll put the message online. You know, I will do some edit and put it online so you can go back to it and you can listen to it. And just to encourage you that you can see the things which we are still giving for the meetings that we have. After this meeting, we have another meeting by July. After July, we have another meeting by I think September, which is the last meeting for the year. So as much as lots, there are so much money that we spend on the ground. We print banners, we do so many things. Sometimes people reach out to us for money, we give, we do so many things. We do so many things. So as the Lord has blessed you, I'm going to put out the account number again. Just give as the Lord blesses you. Thank you so much and God bless you. Thank you for coming. Have a wonderful evening. Like I said, I'll put the message back on the so you can listen. Hmm? God bless you.